Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us on NapaBroadcasting.com. As we continue our coverage of election 2016, we turn our attention back to the state races, to the assembly race here in our 4th Assembly District, as it is my pleasure to be joined by Assembly Candidate Dan Wolk. He's currently the mayor of Davis. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit, first of all, uh, we, I know you're currently the mayor in Davis. Tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about your hi- political history. Great. So, uh, yes, I grew up in Davis, and then after, uh, like any high schooler uh, growing up in a small town like Davis, I couldn't wait to get out and uh, went to college at Stanford, um, and then I went to law school at Berkeley, and then I found myself missing the area and also wanting to give back to a community that had given me a lot. So I returned to the area and I founded the legal clinic of Yolo County that provided uh, free uh, legal services to low-income individuals and families in West Sacramento. And uh, my uh, now wife, uh, Yamima, and I began to uh, raise our kids there. We have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And before you know it, I was volunteering, serving on commissions, and then I've, uh, I'm now... Uh, threw my hat in the ring for city council, and then I'm, uh, I'm now the mayor, where I've been mayor for the past two years. Very proud of the work that we've been doing on the city council. Uh, for, we're doing a lot in terms of investing in infrastructure, where uh, I've led the community on, uh, on building a $230 million um, surface water project. We, we are, and we were, and still are, until this project starts drawing water, 100% reliant on groundwater in uh, Davis, which, um, and uh, that's true also of the city of Woodland, and we, uh, we are building this regional project in which we'll be able to start drawing water from the Sacramento River. And um, also proud of, we have a $100 million wastewater treatment plant that we're in the process of building, and we're in the midst of a two-year, $12 million reinvestment in our roads. Uh, which is a big issue, one that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that in the, in the course of this interview. Now, uh, also, we've been doing a lot in terms of economic development. I'm very proud of a couple projects and doing a lot for affordable housing. So really proud of that work. But that's actually my night and weekend job. And my day job is I'm a deputy county council or a county attorney for the county of Solano, where I've worked in a number of areas, but particularly water, uh, including groundwater in the Delta, and uh, also public finance, as well as agriculture and mental health. So it's pretty busy between being mayor, being county attorney, and you know, being a young father. It's uh, yeah, so it's pretty busy. While we're on the subject of water, talk a little bit about your views of, of the state water project, of the decisions that the governor's made about the Delta tunnels. Where, where do you stand on those issues, Dan? Yes, and I have a lot of experience in those issues through my work uh, for the county of Solano as well as uh, through my work in uh, Davis Water, something I have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in. And uh, I am strongly opposed to the governor's twin tunnels plan, you know, formerly the BDCP, now he's calling it the water fix plan. And it's my view that we should take the billions that we would be spending on those twin tunnels and put them into what I think is a, a very good blueprint for, um, for addressing our water needs, and that is Prop 1, which the voters approved. Of course, this is a $7.5 billion bond, and in, 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 Prop 1 emphasizes you know, or 
you know, funnels investment toward water conservation, toward water recycling, and toward um, groundwater um, storage through uh, for uh, groundwater cleanup. All all these different things that I think we need to be focusing our efforts on, not on the Delta Tunnels, which I think is is really an outmoded. Uh, system. It won't necessarily provide any more water. It doesn't have any local input. And uh, I think it's just uh, fraught with a number of issues that, that I think we just, the, the legislator from this district needs to be strongly opposed and, and uh, to that project. And, and really our, our, our job, we, we have a lot of water needs in the state. I don't have to tell uh, for this, that's a, that's true all over the state, but certainly here in the fourth district. And I'm very well aware of those as a, as both a mayor and a county attorney. Uh, but the solution to those those uh, the, that issue is not um, you know not building these twin tunnels. One of the things that, uh, for some unknown reason, the water issue gets conflated with, especially if you've driven down Highway Five and driven through the Central Valley, you see signs all over the place indicating that it's somehow this either-or proposition between water and high-speed rail. Talk a little bit about your views on that as well. Yeah, there is that link, and you, you, you see, of course, that initiative that, that, um, that Mr. Cotopazzi is, uh, is pushing that um, we, you know, wants to require voters to vote on, on, on uh, you know, all, all measures uh, greater, than, greater than a certain amount of money. So I think that you, you definitely see that link. I think it's, it's, it's something that, you know, those are two projects that the governor has really been been pushing. Those are two highly controversial projects. And, you know, I think that you see this link uh, sort of between the two in terms of the, these very controversial, huge infrastructure projects. And, you know, with respect to high-speed rail, obviously I give my, my thoughts on the Delta Tunnels. You know, high-speed rail, you know, I, I actually, uh, I, I applaud the governor for, for putting that forward and for pushing that. I, I do think in principle, the idea of high-speed rail is something that, um, you know, that, you know, the idea of greater public transportation, you know, the voters, of course, approve this. I, you know, I, I, I respect the governor of what he's trying to do. I just think that how it's, it's being enacted, and I think that we really have, is, is questionable. Also, I really have to, we really have to look closely as to whether this is truly economically feasible, and, and, and that's really what we have to dig into. I want to bring it a little bit bit closer to home, something you touched on before with respect to concerns about traffic, infrastructure, and really transportation issues in and around the district, and and whether or not you think that these are problems that can be solved locally, or really whether we need to look at a much broader regional approach to some of these transportation issues that we're facing in, in and around the district. Yes, I, I, I agree with you that it is something that the state needs to get involved in, something we need to be addressing at, at the regional level. And that is, there's a, a number of things that I've seen as mayor, a number of areas where I've seen a real disinvestment by our state and our federal government. And, and one of the biggest areas that I've seen that in is transportation. And what you've seen over the last number of years is a complete pullback by the state and, and federal government in terms of road funding, and it's really fallen on the locals to address those issues. And we've seen that here in the city of Davis, and I'm very proud of what, what we've been doing in terms of, as I mentioned, this two-year uh, $12 million reinvestment program. But really, that's, both a, you know, that's a drop in the bucket of what we need, 
And that's $12 million, uh, much of which is coming out of our general fund, which, of course, has a number of other needs, from public safety to the parks and, and you know, these bread-and-butter programs that are, um, and services that our, that our city and, and other cities provide. So, you know, I was very disappointed to see what happened at the state level in the, the most recent special session where the legislature and the governor was just, were just unable to get a transportation funding bill through. And that's something that I would work hard on. We have to explore raising gas taxes. We have to explore raising the VLF in order to be able to provide funding uh, to the locals to, to fix their roads, to, um, uh, you know, to address traffic congestion, but also, you know, off at the state highway system. And this is an issue that you really see particularly in, in NAP, absolutely, and it's a big issue over there, but it's, a, it's an issue that, that, that I have dealt with, certainly, and we're dealing with on the, on, in Yolo, and it's really an issue that you see throughout the district. And if you go up to Lake County, which is in this district, there the, you, know, you really see the funding challenges with roads, and they have real infrastructure problems. That, Lake County is, has the highest poverty rate of any uh, county, and they, they, you know, if you look at their roads, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're in very, very poor shape, and that's where you really could use that, that investment especially. Talk a little bit, Dan, about how you've been influenced and how you've come to understand these issues by virtue of, of politics and California politics being kind of the family business. Yeah, it is, uh, it is true. Um, I, uh, uh, I'm very respectful of my mother and, and very proud of what, what she's been able to accomplish. And I, but I'm very proud also of what I've been able to do absolutely independently of her. And, you know, I hope that folks don't judge me by her footsteps and, uh, you know, judge me by my own. And I feel like I have a strong record uh, as both a county attorney and as, as, a, as a mayor and uh, a clear record of accomplishment and yeah I'm, I'm my own person but but very much uh ha- have very much appreciated uh growing up really uh surrounded by uh just a, a very exceptional politician and my mother and and are there issues that you've disagreed about state issues that you disagree about there, there, uh, yeah, there, there are times when my mother and I have not always agreed. Um, one of them is maybe a, a good one is, is the bag ban where, uh, I really, uh, I supported, uh, the plastic bag ban in the city of Davis. That was of course modeled after the, the state legislation that passed. My, uh, mother was not in favor of it and was, uh, was looking at other means to address it. That's one where we where we've really uh, uh, you know really gone our separate ways and and there are others where uh, you know we we definitely don't think alike but on some like the Delta for example we think a lot alike. <laughs> what do you see as the biggest issues, the biggest problems that are facing the district, the Fourth Assembly District specifically? Well, I think actually that the, there was a, a survey that was uh, that was done by the city of of Napa and in it, uh, folks. Uh, gave uh, kind of basically out of it came kind of the top five issues, if you will, that, that are on the minds of residents in the city of Napa. And I thought those were a very good indication of what, uh, at least 
in my many conversations with voters and in my own experience as, as a mayor and as a county council, what, you know, what, what I'm seeing is a major issues. And, and one we talked about is certainly water. Uh, water is a big, a big issue, you know, ensuring that we have adequate water supplies in, in California. I think that's a big issue. Uh, affordable housing is a, is a major issue. And uh, that's something that we've certainly seen in the city of Davis, certainly something that's a big issue, uh, absolutely, over in, in Napa. Um, I, the economy and jobs, you know, doing what we can to, uh, to further economic development, further jobs, I think that's, that's another critical issue. Uh, I think transportation and uh, another issue that we talked about, absolutely. And uh, public safety issues, I think, are key. And those are the, the, the key issues that came out of that um, that discussion or that that, uh, that survey that was done, mm-hmm. you know, to my mind, I think some of the key areas that I would work on are, I, I think, education is one. You know, we're number one in per prisoner spending, but we're we're still um, below average in terms of per student spending. Like we need to do more. I'd like to see universal preschool. Um, I'd like to see smaller class sizes, more emphasis on career and technical education, more you know, more resources going to that, and then. At the higher education levels, we've got to make community college, CSU, UC more affordable. We've got to make college more affordable. And although this is more of a federal issue, and and my strong my supporter, um, Congressman Thompson, as well as Congressman Garamendi and others, are have put forth some legislation on this. Is we have to do more to address student loans, uh, which you know is really affecting um, what college graduates the choices they can make upon graduation. So I think education. Is key. I think the environment is key. That's something that we really have to be uh, working harder on. The one thing that I've really worked hard on in the city of Davis is to promote more renewable energy. We're forming our own community choice energy mechanism here, and uh, also we've implemented some PACE programs here, and we have a very aggressive climate ad- um, adaptation um, plan. So we're we're really, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that we have to be doing more of, and you know, that, that I think we need to be doing more of at the state level. And, um, and, you know, another issue that I think is critical is equality. You know, I'm the father of two daughters, a seven year old, four year old. I really want them to grow up in a world where there's equal pay for equal work and where a woman's right to choose is in question and where there's full funding for Planned Parenthood. But those are some of the key issues. And I, I really, you know, my conversations with voters throughout the district, whether it's in Napa or whether it's in Yolo or, um, or Lake, you, you sense some commonalities, and those are the ones that, that I would say are, are common. We, we, I think good things are happening in Sacramento, uh, but I think we have to be doing more, and we have some real challenges. Were you in favor of what the legislature and the governor did with respect to the $15 an hour minimum wage? Uh, yes, I, 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 was, uh, I, I am in favor of, of that. I, um, I, I, be, I do believe that no one should work full-time and, and live in poverty. Uh, that being said, I have a, a very strong, you know, my wife's a small business owner. I have a very strong relationship with our small business owners here in Davis. And, and I, I, you know, I don't, um, you know, I don't doubt that there are uh, challenges that that imposes on, on particularly small businesses who, who uh, can't necessarily raise their prices to adjust. Um, so, uh you know, it's it's something that I, I definitely am cognizant of, but, you know, the fundamental notion of, 
of raising the minimum wage is something that I'm supportive of, and I'm supportive of what, what the legislature did. And I guess the question is whether you think it was what the legislature did was fast enough. Should it have been more accelerated moving towards that $15 an hour? I think it was a good compromise. I, I understand that there was a there's a desire by many to do it more quickly, um, but I think because of those issues that I mentioned, I think that um, having it more gradually is, is is makes sense. I think it's important that we're moving toward that goal. It wasn't that dissimilar to uh, what the initiatives had proposed. So I, you know, I I, I think it's fine. I think that the important thing is that that the minimum wage is going up in, in California. California is uh, really leading on that effort, and, and I applaud that. I have to ask you, Dan, it's, it's both a local issue for you and also uh, a statewide issue. What is your take on what's been going on at, at UC Davis with respect to the chancellor and some of the other issues surrounding it? Oh, yeah, it's a, it is a big issue, and I, I'm, I am just extremely disappointed with what's going on at, with the chancellor at, at UC Davis. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they've, that they're now investigating it. And, uh, you know, I know that she's on leave now. I, I don't see how she can return to UC Davis, um, in, and, and realistically, uh, lead that university. I, I, I really think that UC, you know, we've we've got a we've got a lot of challenges at at UC Davis, but you know certainly UC wide, and and we need you know strong leaders who really um, have the buy-in from you know the students and 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 the uh, the academic senate and uh, and um, and others, and and you know that's it's clear that Chancellor Katagi does not have that, and I don't see how she can get that back, and. I, you know, I want to let the investigation run its course, and um, and of course, it's ultimately up to the the regents and and uh, President Palatana to uh, make this determination. But I'm, I'm very disappointed with what has occurred there. What do you see as as, as the principal difference in in these broad range of issues in a philosophical sense between yourself and your opponents in this race? Well, I think you know there's a there are a, a number of opponents, and I uh, I, I think that there, there are certain things that are becoming clear. So on uh, so one of my opponents, the the mayor of of Winners, uh, Cecilia Aguiar Curry, um, is being backed by big oil, by uh, you know tobacco interests, and you know groups like Valero, Chevron, you know the and I think that they view, uh, you know, they 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 have a hit a record of backing their friends. And we talked about my efforts on renewable energy and my efforts in fighting PG&E and Davis on that very issue. And you know, those forces, you know, PG&E, Valero, Chevron, they're backing her. And I think that says a lot about um, how they view me both as being effective but also as being really um, in opposition to their interests and, and really interested in, in pieces of legislation like SB 350 and others where uh, we really need to be moving toward more renewables. I think, um, you know, and then another one of my opponents is, um, is uh, Supervisor Don Saylor. And there I think, um, you know, one of the things that separate I mean, this would apply to, to Cecilia as well is, you know, I, 
I have loads of experience as a public law attorney. I'm, I'm an, the only attorney in this race. I think it's critical to have um, attorneys in the race, particularly ones who have uh, worked in the area of public law, but particularly ones who have worked in, in, these, in these critical areas, you know, including water, um, as, as we've talked about, that I think can really bring that to bear. Also, I really think that you know, my record as mayor um, has been a really productive one, and I would put that record up against anyone, including um, Supervisor Saylor. And although he may have been, you know, <laughs> uh, he, he may have served for longer than me. Of course, he's 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 been on this earth longer than me, so I think he's got <laughs> he's, he's he's had a little bit more time. But I think that I'm very proud of what I've been able to accomplish in that career, both as as a mayor and as a deputy county council. And the last thing I would say is is there's a clear generational difference between me and both Don and Cecilia. And I think that's really important. I, you know, I'm 38. I have young kids, a seven and a four-year-old, and I've grown up in, you know, we talked about disinvestment before. I've grown up in the shadow of that disinvestment. You know, I've grown up in the shadow of Prop 13. I've grown up in that shadow of that disinvestment in our schools. You know, I've grown up in that, dis- that shadow of the disinvestment in our um, in our you know, infrastructure system. And, you know, I personally, when I was at UC Berkeley for law school, my tuition doubled in the three years that I was there. And of course, no one likes to hear lawyers complain. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, the idea is that I've personally experienced these issues and, and, you know, I have two daughters, one of whom is in the public school system, one, one that will be in there very soon. And, you know, I think that generational differences is important. And, you know, and I think that what we need in Sacramento are folks that have strong experience, a strong track record of getting things done, and, you know, have uh, have that, that real core personal relation to these issues. And I think that, you know, that's really also what sets me apart. I think the last thing I would say is also that I have a real strong track record of working well with others. I don't, um, you know, I'm supported by folks on the Yolo County Board of Supervisors and, uh, all five members of the Solano County Board of Supervisors and members of my own city council. I don't think I'd be supported by those fi- folks if I, um, you know, if I didn't work well with them. And also, I think that um, I wouldn't have been as, uh, or we wouldn't have been as successful as we have been in the city of Davis had I not had those good relationships. So I think that's another thing that sets me apart. Dan Woke, Mayor of Davis, candidate for the Fourth District Assembly seat, the seat currently held by Bill Dodd. Dan, I thank you so much for spending time with us. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.